everyone. So welcome back to another episode of the Hello Spring podcast. I am your host, Steven, or you may know me as Spring Sims, aka the yellow obsessed kid of the internet on YouTube and Twitch. But before we kind of hop into today's episode, I want to say thank you all so much for leaving your kind and honest feedback on episode one. Because if you're new to the podcast or just curious, this is my very first time ever doing a podcast. I'm learning it as I go, kind of doing here and there and just kind of applying it to each and every episode. And it's really, really helping me because the feedback that I get from social media or the reviews on iTunes or Audible or wherever you listen to your podcast, I'm able to kind of see what you all think and apply it to new episodes to make them better or have more quality to them. And for the most part, I'm having so much fun just recording and being able to kind of research more. And if it wasn't for school, I wouldn't be where I am today being as detailed, orientated, organized, hardworking, and researching nine times out of my day about literally anything and everything from social media, YouTube, Twitch, analytics, The Sims, WandaVision. It's like a full circle moment because for the longest time, I've always thought that school didn't really have a sense of purpose. It didn't mean anything. I spent all this money and time and energy for nothing. But then I turned 25 and I realized that, wait a minute, school actually has a purpose. It I did use my degree and it's actually helping me in my professional and my personal life. And it feels good to know that all this time it actually helped and is making my life so much better and so much easier. And I'm so grateful and happy for that. And so if you're still in school, definitely stay in school, whether you're 25, 18, 85, 22, whatever age you are, and you're still in school, stay in school. It, it may seem hard and difficult at this time, but trust me, later down the line, whether it's tomorrow, next week, next year, five years in the future or whatever, it's going to get better. And it's going to be so much helpful for you to realize that all the school actually made a difference. And so that kind of brings me into today's topic for this episode about finding the balance in it all. Because I used to be a university student, And I was always doing all these projects and I had all these ideas and I want to do so much stuff, but I had literally no time to do anything. And so I kind of want to talk about like my struggles of what it was like in university and kind of how I found the balance in it all, because I feel like I have some type of knowledge in that field of expertise of finding balance in some sort of way. And so to kind of give you a little bit of a lowdown of kind of what my university experience was like, I went to school for six years. I went to community college for four years because I wanted to be able to save money. And I knew for a fact that I did not want to live on a four-year campus far away from home. And I really wasn't ready to be honest. I did not want to be by myself because I'm, I'm basically a human vacuum and I can eat everything in the fridge. And that's not a good thing for my stomach and my wallet. So I was like, going to save money, live at home where it's easier, it's better and more convenient, but also kind of be smart about it. And I entered university or community college right after high school, like two months, like after like May, two months in, I went into college because I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew how I was going to get there. Because when I was in eighth grade, the little kid that I was, I was like, I'm going to plan out my entire life to the day I graduate university. And that's what I did. It was absolutely insane on why I did that. I still have to document everything of all the schools, you know, the things I need to do and everything. Detailed, orientated eighth grader. Who would have thought I would be making a podcast sharing my experience? Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) But when I was in eighth grade, that was a time when I entered into like 
this newfound era of of life because I knew I was going into high school and I actually got accepted into show choir at my high school in my eighth grade year when I auditioned I got in it was great and I was like you know high school is going to be the time where I set the standard of where I want to be in the future and my focus was all on like music dance choir everything for like four years of my life and a little bit of my you know college semesters all I know is that I was focused a lot on like the arts and the music and I still am I just didn't really see myself doing that as like a job or as a full-time thing just because I just didn't think it at the time so I kind of switched but when I did all this stuff in high school like I wanted to perform at Carnegie Hall I did that I wanted to be in the top choir did that for two years I wanted to, you know, perform, 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 and dance all my life, and I did. And it felt so good to be able to kind of write down all those dreams and make them come true. Because I've always been taught to go after my dreams and go after my endeavors, no matter what the cost. And it feels good to know that I did it for myself and not for someone else. Because if I did it for someone else, it wouldn't make any sense for me to do it afterwards, you know? Moving fast forwarding to graduation of high school, I performing at Carnegie Hall and I knew right then and there that I was making my life happen for me and I entered into university or community college the summer of 2014 in June I was going to go into music and I wanted to be able to kind of go to community college just to get the generic you know general ed classes out the way so I wouldn't have to do them and pay more at a four-year university which is actually a lot smarter to be honest in my humble opinion it was actually easier because I didn't really have to do a lot of math or English or science for the majors that I took. It was first music, then I switched it to graphic design, and I kept that same graphic design degree throughout my entire college career until I graduated with my bachelor's. At that time, I was juggling my YouTube channel, the Spring Sims YouTube channel, for like a year. And I had just finished my summer, my very first ever summer job. It was kind of weird because I've never had a job before up until I entered college. And that summer, I was juggling a YouTube channel and a summer job at the same time, trying to figure out, you know, life and stuff and growing up as an 18-year-old. That was fun. And I was going to school part-time as well, so it was a lot easier to manage the YouTube and the job part of things. And little did I know, I was a person who was a workaholic when I entered the fall semester. And so... The fall semester happened and I knew I wanted to be able to kind of do more with my life and I wanted to be able to kind of do new and better things. And I entered the, the choir and I wanted to be in the top choir as well. So I had to audition for both choirs. And so that was like two classes and I had like a math class and an English one, so like four classes. But then the choir, if you're like, you know, an arts kid, you would know this, we travel a lot. So traveling was also a part of the requirement of being in the choir, which was a lot to deal with because when you're in two choirs at once and you travel, it's like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get there. It was crazy. And at the time, I don't think I had a job because the summer part was already over and it was just done for that time. And I was just still just juggling um, my university course load and then the, and YouTube. But in that next year, 2015, I realized that I didn't really want to be in choir anymore. And I knew for a fact that it would kind of consume my life and it still does. And it didn't anymore back then because I was constantly practicing and practicing and practicing. I was a workaholic and I knew I wanted to be able to kind of 
make it work for me and I wanted to be perfect. And I knew that nobody's perfect and I can't not work it. And so I have to get it right in my own time. Quoting a Hannah Montana song, we love it. But I wanted to be able to kind of know that I'm not perfect. I'm just human. I can't control everything. I can't manage everything. If I manage things, it's not going to end out well for me or everybody else. And so I wanted to kind of get off the idea of music for a while. And so I switched my major to graphic design because I knew that one day my YouTube career will, you know, pick up somewhere and I'll do amazing things out in the universe of the internet one day. And I guess I'm doing great things now because I was on a reality TV show called The Sims Spark for The Sims. And I make all my thumbnails. I make all my everything for social media. And I kind of feel like it was the best route for me because everyone in their life kind of needs some type of illustrator, graphic designer, UI, UX designer. And I knew if I set up for myself for success, then I would be better later in my life. And I guess I'm doing better now. So I'm doing something with my life, which is great. But when I got into graphic design, I was like, I need a job. Because I, I wanted, I had some money saved up for my summer job and I had some money also for my YouTube. I wanted to be able to kind of do another job. And I saw that there was a, a student event coordinator job at my school. And I knew that I wanted to do it because I've always loved planning events and like going to events and everything. And I was like, this is like probably the right job for me. And I'm a very social bubbly person, but I'm an introverted person that kind of seems I'm extroverted, but I'm really not. And I think that's what kind of got me the job. And I'm also very collaborative and I like talking to people and like doing things and planning parties or planning events. And so it was easier for me. And I got that job. Great time for like two years and then I graduated in uh, 2018. So that was kind of a great time during all of that. But 2015, I got that job. And then I started like, wait a minute, I kind of want to do a little bit more of things with like YouTube and, you know, see what I could do. And I started streaming on YouTube for a while. And then I realized it wasn't really for me. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I stopped it for a while. And then moving two years into the future, 2017 was the year that I was like, I want to stream again, but on Twitch. And so I moved everything over to Twitch because I knew that the community over there was, you know, more wholesome and it was much easier and more relaxed. And for the most part, I did not know what I was doing either because I was still figuring everything out and juggling school and work at the same time. Some people knew me over there, which was like actually very comforting because I knew somebody at Twitch or like knew somebody on Twitch that streamed The Sims and like, oh wait, this is easier and I feel more comfortable and more relaxed and I can ask for help if I have any questions and it worked. But in that year of, of life and like switching to different platforms and figuring out, you know, YouTube and Twitch at the same time, I knew I wanted to manage both. And so I started, you know, doing YouTube more seriously, like in 2016 and then started streaming in 2017. But in 2015, a couple months in of like my YouTube Spring Sims career was like, I realized that it's going somewhere. And I also found out that EA reached out to me, mostly Max's or The Sims, who makes Maxis, they reached out to me saying, hey, can we have your email? I'm like, okay, sure. Gave them my email, was no, not thinking anything about it. And I get an email like I think a couple months later or whatever. And they said, 
hey, we want to fly you out to EA for the new Sim expansion pack. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I literally ignored the email for like a day or two, asked my parents what this is, because I've never really ever been reached out from a brand or a company or let alone a franchise that I literally dedicated my entire life with, like The Sims. They noticed me. I did not notice at all. And I was majorly freaking out because I'm like, wait, once in a chance in a lifetime. So I took the opportunity and it was actually legit and real. And I flew to EA for the first time ever by myself. And I was in California. It was for the Sims 4 get together event, my very first Sims camp. I met my friends. I met Jen, Urban Sims, you know, Life Simmer, Delagrissi, James Turner, Curtis Perry. I met so many of like my favorite like YouTube um, Simmers that I used to like, what I still watch and being able to kind of meet them in person is like a surreal moment. And I'm like, is this real life? Is this actually happened? Like I did not know. It was wild, but I knew that it was, it was going to work because I knew I was surrounding myself with good people. And when you surround yourself with good people, it's going to work out in the long run. And it did. I think around the time it was like 2015, 2016, 2017, and then 2017 came along when I got the student event coordinator job. At that time, I was juggling school, YouTube, Twitch, flying to events every now and then with EA and, and YouTube. And then I was also was like, I want another job because I was still trying to pay for school and everything. And I wanted to kind of not take out a loan. I My whole goal in life, when I planned out my entire life, basically, is that I never wanted to take out a loan and I wanted to be debt free when I graduated college. And I did. I, I graduated university being debt-free. It worked. Like, my college career and then my four-year four university career. At the very end of 2020, May 2020, I graduated debt-free. No issue. No, it was fine. It was great. Moving back forward, I'm sorry. I'm, like, going all over the place today, but I just wanted to kind of tell you that I graduated debt-free, and it's like a huge accomplishment. Like, if you graduated debt-free, I applaud you for that because that is not an easy task. Money is money, and money can seem tight and kind of nerve-wracking, and it's like a touchy subject. So it's like when you become debt-free of anything, that is a huge celebration moment that you need to have for yourself or for anyone, actually, matter of fact, for anyone. But when I got into like the event coordinator job and I was, you know, in the eyes of the Sims and I was making YouTube videos like pretty much daily and then most streaming at the time, it wasn't as consistent because I was still figuring out the streaming schedule. I ended up streaming pretty much every single day at that point. And then I kind of took off like, you know, a couple days here and there for like three, four hours, maybe six hours. And I wasn't really doing the best in my education wise because I was prioritizing my time for the wrong reasons. I was more focused on like the YouTube and the Twitch because at the time I didn't think, you know, school wasn't going to go anywhere. I didn't think I was going to, you know, succeed in life with a degree that I wasn't able to apply for my real life job. It ended up actually working well. And I wanted to be able to kind of think of where I wanted to see myself in five years. And I, I asked one of my friends, they said, school actually helps you. No matter what you're doing in life, your schooling degree will help you no matter what. And I, I took that. I took that advice and I was like, okay, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And I think in that in that moment, I realized it's going to help. So I focused a lot more on the school aspect rather than the YouTube aspect. So I took some days off. I was posting less. I was streaming less. When my school was okay, I kind of picked back up where I started before was like, you know, YouTube and Twitch. It was like upscale and then a downscale type of moment of what my life was going like at that time. And 
I think community college definitely helped me a lot because I didn't have the pressure of taking out any loans or having to pay so much money for the classes that I was trying to take because I didn't really see myself taking a whole bunch of classes at the very beginning because I do have a tendency of tacking on a lot of work and then I get overwhelmed and stressed out and it doesn't really help me in the long run because in 2018, I ended up having two jobs. I was working at, you know, my school and then I was also working at Little Caesars pretty much a lot, especially during like night shift, morning shift, stuff like that, even like during the snow, wild times, never going back. But yeah, like event coordinator, Little Caesars, and then I was also juggling a part-time school load, which was like 12-ish hours, credit hours, and then I was also managing YouTube, and it was streaming. So I basically had five jobs that I was doing at once, and it was a lot for my mental health and my physical health because I wasn't eating enough, and I wasn't really focusing on the right things for me to in order to succeed later on in my life after like, you know, my time at community college. Cause I was also very scared because people always said community college is only two years and I'm a very anxious person and I get very overwhelmed thinking of the future sometimes, even though sometimes I think I know everything, but I really don't. And so when, when I got that mindset of like two years of community college, oh no, what am I going to do? How am I going to get there? What is going to happen? And so I started like over, like overwhelming myself. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to take a part-time load and just figure out everything and take things slow. It might take longer. That's totally fine. I have time to just realize things as it's happening. And I did an extra two years because I knew that, you know, extra two years, more classes I can take with less money and also tack less once I got to university than when I transferred over. Again, it helped. It helped me so, so much of keeping a schedule. And I'm so happy and so grateful that I did because if I didn't, I would not be graduating today or I would not be graduating. I would still be in school at this point. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, take some stuff off and leave some stuff behind and do things better. And so when I kind of realized all that, I wanted to be able to kind of document all these pieces into one. And I'm a detailed orientated person. I used to back when I was in school, cause it was a requirement and you had to do all these things. But I think I've always been that person, but never really realized it until I started doing it more and more and more. And I guess when I got into like my last year of community college, I knew because I was going to transfer, I already had everything set in place, set in stone of where I need to go in order to graduate on time in 2020. And I wrote out all these ideas, where I wanted to go, how I was going to do these things, what classes I needed to take, who were the professors, and who I had to meet. Like I was kind of referring back to my eighth grade self of what I did to set myself up for success instead of failure. And at the time, I think I was like 21, 22 years old. It felt good to know because... I was able to kind of figure out how I wanted to do things. And this was the time where it all just crumbled down again. <laughs> it crumbled down once more because I was at that point in my life of 21. Because they always say, oh, you graduate, you know, university or college at 21. You move out of your parents' house. You, you do all these things and you, you don't have to rely on them anymore. 
well, here's the thing. It was not the case for me because I was still dealing with a lot of mental issues and anxiety and figuring out where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Like my life is, is utter chaos. When I was in school it was utter chaos and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I thought like every year I always have like this reoccurring cycle of having a mental breakdown or some type of like quarter life crisis, midlife crisis at a very young age, which I should not have. But I I have those like moments where I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? How am I going to get there? What's going to, what is the future going to be like? I don't know. And I have all these thoughts in my head on how I'm going to do it. And then a couple of days later, I think, oh, everything's fine. It's all good. It's all peachy. I have all my notes. It's all good. We'll work out perfectly fine. I'm just like that person who has moments and then realize things are fine because I'm over contemplating things when I shouldn't be. But I think when I got into like my, when I transferred over to my university, which is Webster University, where I graduated from, I think in a, I needed a new environment. I needed a new sense of space. And so I was like, I sat down with my parents and I was like, I think it's time for me to just go ahead and live on campus for a year and see what it's like because I've never been separated from my parents ever, like ever in my life. I still live at home because the panorama is still a thing and we don't have time to move. So it was my first time ever moving out, moving away from my parents for a full entire year, trying to figure out how I was going to do that, you know, being a grown adult. In my mind, I thought, oh, I don't have school. Well, I did have school, but like in my mind, I was like, oh, I have no school. I'm all by myself. I have an apartment by myself. Did not do that because expensive. My apartment on campus was $5,000. Well, for an entire year, which when you think about it, it was actually a good price for a full year, whether, you know, you're paying $5,000 a month. No, a, a full year for an apartment for two people. So it's not actually that bad when you really think about it. Back then, I thought it was like a lot of money. To be honest, I do have a tendency of not looking at prices. I am not rich at all. I am not rich. I just forget about prices for a split second. Even for like school, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take that. Whatever, whatever. I'll make the money back. It's fine. I didn't think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. When I looked at the bill, I'm like, wait, that says $5,000. Like, what? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Well, I've lived and I learned. Like my That whole year was just living and learning about living by myself, paying for my own groceries, cooking for myself, cleaning, vacuuming, juggling school, YouTube, Twitch, everything, and traveling. Oh, that was a whole, whole thing. Like, let me tell you, it was not easy. People really think that I had my life together all these years, but in reality, I really didn't. I just made it seem like I had my life together because you only see a one side of me, whether it's like an hour, two hours, 30 minutes, you only got to see that part of me, not the full side of me. That's why I'm starting this podcast to be able to kind of share you another side. And that's why I'm also vlogging to show you another side of me, like, or give you more sides of me that you don't see or hear. It was definitely a lot because I, I grew up in a, in a day and age of social media of the internet. Like I was born 1996. I'm considered a millennial and a Gen Z, which is very weird. Or like I'm the oldest of the old, like I'm a decrepit Gen Zer. So I'm more categorized as a millennial. And it's kind of weird to think about that so. But like when you really think about it, Gen Z millennials are all the same thing, but they're really kind of separate based on like what they do. And I've always realized and I've always it's always happened to me every single time I got a new phone like my first phone was back in sixth grade 
awful mistake. Grateful my parents bought me one because I needed one for like other things. Texting my friends, of course. <laughs> but when I got my first phone, I was immediately hooked. Like that was the prime time in like sixth grade. I think it was 2007, 2008. Like, no, I think, no, it was 2007 around that time. And it was like that prime time of like Disney Channel, Hannah Montana, iCarly, all these different TV shows that had all these cool, wacky phones and social media and texting and, you know, commercials and ads were like consuming our young brains. And it got out of hand, mainly for me or just a lot of people. That's where my time management kind of fell down the rabbit hole for so many years. I look at my phone now, like I am 25 years old now. There's like this, not an app, because I cannot deal with any more apps, but there's like this like setting or like a this thing on my phone in the settings category and it's called digital well-being and it's so helpful like whether you have an android phone which i have or you have an apple phone there's some type of like setting or some type of thing on your phone that kind of locks your phone or like locks certain apps for at a certain time where you can't use them unless you turn off the setting on my phone to close all my apps and like kind of not allow me to have a bunch of features or access at like 10 p.m. because that's usually when I like stop working usually just because I do have a tendency of scrolling through like Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. Like all these apps nowadays are very time consuming and they're very overwhelming and chaotic. Like let's they're very chaotic and it's not fun. I always thought that if you're going to go into like this digital space or whatever, you have to be on every single app as much as possible or unless somebody's just going to forget you or like your whole audience is just going to just leave you. And so I, I had that mindset for about like a couple of years where if I'm not on every app, I'm not being seen. And I realized that's not the case. Like I am actually upset with myself that I'm on every single app. I scroll through on my digital well-being setting and I looked at everything and it says that my limit of everything, like what I do, is that I'm on two hours. Like this was like last, this was actually last week. February, like 7th to the 14th was my week. I still have an issue with like dealing with my phone. It's actually a problem. But it said I was on YouTube for two hours throughout the day, uh, six hours on Twitter throughout the day, two hours on Instagram throughout the day. Six hours on Twitch because I stream on Twitch and I watch a lot of like Twitch stuff on my phone sometimes. It's basically my job, but it's also time consuming as well. But I was also an hour on TikTok, a whole hour on TikTok. Ever since I discovered TikTok last year in 2020, my life was just like scrolling through TikTok every single day for like an hour or two and looking at different things on my For You page, just scrolling on through because they're very short. Sometimes they're 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. They're always so short. And it kind of goes back to Vine, where Vine was only a six-second app. And after this, after those six seconds, it would be like another one and another one and another one. And it would just be this reoccurring cycle of scrolling through and like a never-ending thing. And then later on, you realize 40 minutes, an hour, two hours has passed. And then you're like, where has the time gone? And it's like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I don't need to be on every single app at all the time. And I don't need to post on every single app unless it's like for a brand or something. Like, it doesn't need to be a thing for your personal daily life. And on average, it tells me that I, on average, on all those apps per day or like in that week or so, three hours and two minutes. That is absolutely insane. 
I do have a tendency of being on my phone more than I should because either I'm bored, which is usually should not be the case because I'm not always bored. I just like looking at my phone. It's just like a thing that I have in my hand. It's always flashing with like some type of notification. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a general habit that I have. I've learned to now limit myself like this week. I am basically starting. By the time you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, I've basically, it's now like actually, it's March 1st, I think. By the time, yeah, by the time you're watching this, this listening to this episode, it is March 1st, 2021. And at this point in time, I basically am setting the standard now to limit myself from social media and just take five minutes out of my day every morning to just, you know, look at my phone and then put it down until like I'm ready to look at it again because I don't really need to look at it throughout my day. I can spend that time, the time that I spend scrolling through like Twitter throughout the day, I could be spending that time editing a video or recording a video or, you know, working on some type of like social media something or on like my desktop or editing like a podcast, answering phone calls, meetings, whatever. Like the more, the less time that I spend on social media, the better and more productive I will be. And so I would also tell you all, like, I would appreciate that you all would also kind of follow along with me in like the social media digital well-being journey of spend less time on social media, spend less time on the apps that you tend to consume the most of, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, whatever it is, don't always be on your phone. The phone will still be there. The app will still be there when you return and you probably won't miss a beat. There are days where you want to be on the app all that time because you don't want to miss anything, but you can always look back at it at a different time. You don't always be like in the moment, on the moment, responding to everything at that second because when you do, you're wasting that time where you could focus that time on something else more important than responding to some tweet or some Instagram post or chatting in a Twitch chat or, or something like you can spend that time on something more productive because with me was Twitch. The reason why I have six hours on Twitch on my phone is because I am usually listening to the streamer that I'm like watching while I'm doing something else. The hours on my phone for Twitch is actually somewhat of a good thing because I spent six hours working. That's actually very good. And so definitely, again, take the time out of your day to just not look at your phone, spend time with your family, spend time with whoever you are or wh wherever you are by yourself, whether it's, you know, meditating or relaxing or listening to a podcast, my podcast, or, you know, reading a book or watching television or, or something that kind of gets your brain fingers self away from the phone. Because technology and social media is toxic and it's absolutely insane on how toxic it can be when you involve yourself in it so much. And so throughout this entire episode and the previous episode, I realized that time management is key because it allows you to focus a lot more on the most important things in your life, whether it's your family, your friends, your work, your, your passion project, yourself, or, you know, just living and breathing. And because for me, what I'm focusing a lot more on in life right now is my family, my friends, myself, my mental health, my physical health, and my job. Even though that social media is my job and I'm like not really technically required to always be on every single day on every single app, I do need to know when it is time to take a break and when it's time to not always tweet 
that's ev- like tweet everything that's constantly on my mind because when you tweet everything that's on your mind, it can be kind of overwhelming or it can be just too much for certain people or for yourself. And so being able to kind of prioritize your time better will help you later on in your life and make you successful even more. Because again, focus on things that are more important to make yourself successful, whether it's again, family, friends, yourself, whatever it is, make it happen for you. And honestly, I've also realized that saying no also helps. Like I've always been that person to tack on so many projects because I've always thought, oh, this opportunity or this project won't come up again at any time. So I'll just take it on now and deal with the rest later. Because I've always put myself on the back burner and focus a lot more on somebody else's feelings rather than myself. And so I, I, I have learned, I have learned to just say no, because saying no is not actually a bad thing. It may hurt somebody's feelings, but when you are not 100% your best, or when you are not truly certain that you can apply or you can, you know, supply that demand for a certain project or an opportunity, you have to learn to say no and not to tack on so many projects or so many different things that you can't technically handle. So that's technically me and what I think most people should do because I'm a workaholic. I admit it wholeheartedly. I am a workaholic. I work a lot. I do a lot. And all my friends in my like in my entire life always said, you need to take a break. You work too much. You're going to eventually collapse one day. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I've always thought to myself, oh, I'm fine. Everything's okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not going to be collapsing anytime soon. I'm like, I'm perfectly normal. But there have been moments in my life that it wasn't okay. I wasn't okay. And I was like on the verge of collapsing because I was just working too much and doing too much. And I just didn't have enough time. And I was trying to figure out everything. And it was just too much because I was, it was basically all in my university, college, six years of schooling, my next chapter in my life. That's where all of that stuff happened, where I said, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not going to collapse. It's cool. I'm perfectly normal. But in reality, I really wasn't. And I think I needed to take those steps in my life of those six years of school to realize what was the most important, what I needed to prioritize more of, and what I needed to kind of, you know, better help myself, you know? And so that's why I've learned to say no more. I've learned to definitely take care of my mental health a lot more and not stream for long hours. Because when I first started streaming, I've always kind of just streamed whatever and whenever I want it and how long I want it. I There were times where I streamed for like six hours and just did not know. And like, oh, six hours went by. That's crazy. Weird. So I just streamed for like six hours almost every single day or like every other day or so when I had my schedule, which wasn't very consistent. And that was also the other thing. When I, If I wanted to make Twitch successful, I needed to have time management and also have a schedule and be consistent with myself. So having all these things definitely really helped me with school, was like, you know, planning and writing down on my calendar, planning everything, staying consistent, saying no, prioritizing my time more, and, you know, taking care of my mental health and physical health has helped me become successful. And I'm so happy. But my family, my, my mom and my dad have helped me so much. They've they've lived and they've learned throughout their entire life. They've taught me things. They've They've shown me things. They've done things for me. And I've honestly felt more productive and more happy 
now than I ever was before. And so it feels good to know that I have people in my life that I can count on to know that I can ask them for literally anything and everything, whether, you know, it's their time or, you know, a question I have or anything. And it feels good to know that they're there. And that just feels good. But yeah, definitely, again, try to say no more. Saying no is not a bad thing. And that's definitely okay. I also tweeted something months ago that I am like running so on like on fumes. I was running on fumes basically. And it was kind of overwhelming because when you look at it from a one side point of view, you don't really see much. But when you actually hear it from somebody else, you realize they're doing so much. And how are they like, you know, doing all these things? And I tweeted a couple of like, week like weeks ago that I'm running three YouTube channels, one Twitch channel, a weekly podcast, managing an online store. And I said, I'm a workaholic, but I'm also one person and I can't do everything. And that's okay. Because we're only human. We have this one body. We have this one life. We're not cats. We don't live nine lives. And we're not, we're not robots. We can't just turn ourselves on and off whenever we want to. We just can't do all these things and expect you know, have better results. We just don't, we don't know what will be. We don't know what the outcome will be until we actually do it. But we realize that we're just one person. We can't do it all. Even if we really physically and mentally try to do it all, we actually can't. I personally can't. I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like not everyone can do so many things unless they have help. That's personally me. And I have also been that person where I would write things down so I wouldn't forget. And I realized that digital writing in a digital calendar does not help, did not help me. I, I talked to someone and they said, write down physical, like write your thoughts, your ideas, your, your schedule on a physical piece of paper, not a digital one. Because with digital, it could go away at any point. There is no backup or if there's a backup, it might not be reliable. And so it's kind of unpredictable to rely on digital calendars. And I asked my mom saying, hey, can you buy me a, a physical calendar, please? And so she did. And writing down on my physical calendar has helped me tremendously of what I need to do every single day, what I want to prioritize in that day, and also in that month or that week, and especially what needed to be due at a certain time. There were so many projects this month in February that I needed to do and get done at a certain time and in a certain way that looking at my physical calendar is like right next to me, like right now, looking at it was like a lifesaver. Because having to type in like a, a URL or having to log in with my username and password can be kind of too much because you might forget the email or you might forget the password. And again, it's just not reliable for me anymore. So I'm writing now more on physical calendars because it's a lot easier and more productive and a lot more reliable. And I can also re recycle it too, so I can be more, I can help the earth and be sustainable with my business, but also just help the earth become a better place, make it greener, livelier, and well-rounded, just lively. And the last thing I want to talk about in this episode is removing toxic people or things out of your life. Because let's be real here, there are a lot of people slash things in the world that will tell you slash show you, don't do this, don't do that, be like them, don't be yourself, my way or the highway. And it's like a constant battle of like tearing yourself down and we just don't need that. No one needs that. 
it's not the vibe, the energy that you need to go into a new and better life. And for the longest time, I used to compare myself to a certain person because other people compared me to them. And it was just like, what am I doing wrong? Am I supposed to post this video with this thumbnail, with this amount of time, with this style of editing? Like, it was just a constant battle of like me comparing myself to so many different people because we all make the same content, but also it's like whatever worked for them won't work for me because it's their own way of how they do things and it won't make me successful because if you copy or compare yourself to to other people, it's like you're not your own person and you need to be your own person because when you're your own person, you're letting your true light shine and you're showing that real raw moment of who you really are and that's what people want. That's what people need to see because no one really wants to hear or see a cookie-cutter person who has everything going for their lives, all is right in the world and nothing, have. they have no flaws whatsoever. And flaws are not a bad thing. Flaws is what makes you you. If you take out your flaws, then who are you, you know? And it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel happy. It's okay to feel mad. It's okay to have flaws. It's okay to, you know, be yourself because when you're yourself, that's when your true light really, truly shines. And to be honest, we all have to stop comparing ourselves to each other because we can't do it all. We have to limit our time. We have to avoid distractions. And we have to stop worrying about being liked because when you compare yourself and you and you worry about being liked for a certain thing, you're not going to definitely, you're not going to help yourself in the long run. So definitely be yourself. Stop worrying about being liked take time for yourself, avoid distractions, and just, just be you. Just be you. That's all I got to say. Just, just be yourself and you'll be fine. There's no right or wrong answer. Just being you is perfectly fine the way it is. And that is the way I'm going to end off this episode because I had a lot to say and I wanted to be able to kind of, kind of give you all a bit of a lowdown of how I kind of basically managed university was juggling an 18 credit hour course load when I transferred where I had two jobs. I was managing Twitch streaming and YouTube and then traveling and social media. It was just a lot of things I had to go through to get where I am today. And I feel so much better now because I think talking helps, but also just being able to realize what your life is like. When you physically write it down and you see how busy or how less busy you are in your life, the more understanding you have and the better the better the way you can, you know, help yourself, I would say. Well, it helped me physically writing stuff down. Because when I wrote everything down, I looked at my calendar. And I'm like, I'm absolutely not busy at all. I could get so much stuff done. But now I am because I wrote it down. And so definitely know, let me know in the reviews or on Twitter or on Instagram. Let me know what you do to avoid distractions or what you do to limit your time or like what do you do to help better yourself and help manage your time better? Because key thing, time management is key. That's how you get through life when you manage your time better. But I have a little quote that I want to share with you all. It says, there may be many things in your life that you simply cannot control, but the one thing you can control is yourself. And that is the quote of the day. You can't control everything. When you micromanage and control everything, it's not going to work out well. But the one thing that you literally can control is yourself. And that's all you got to do. But 
Either way, I hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully it was, you know, very insightful and you learned something from it because my goal for these episodes for each and every episode, whether it's just me or a have a guest, is that you learn something each episode where you can apply it to your own life. And that being said, make sure you comment, rate, and subscribe and follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And I will hear from you all next week.